Welcome to another episode, or a very odd episode of Sacred Timber this week with me, your host, Jimmy Bernasconi. Um, I'm not actually in the studio at all this week because I have the uh, I have COVID-19. Sorry, everybody. I've just mentioned um, I've come down with the with with COVID nineteen coronavirus. Uh, it's been I've actually feel pretty good for it's been this long. Uh, I've actually I've, I've waited out for this long, but yeah, I am, I haven't been able to make it into the studio this week. I'm actually recording this on my phone in my apartment. This is this is day four in quarantine, um, but I couldn't keep the fans without an episode um, this week, so I thought I'd do a very special um, lockdown uh, episode. We don't have this. We don't have the nice cam. We don't have a nice microphone quality or anything like that. I didn't. I didn't think it was right to do an actual proper episode. Um, and when we we won't, we won't actually be able to air it on Two Double X. So I figured we do sort of an an off the cuff sort of thing this way. I thought I would just go into. So I've never actually done this. I thought I'd just go into why why we do the show, why why I present the show, and what my background is, and like why I'm actually interested in movies, what we're actually trying to achieve with the show, um, and sort of just answer all those questions that um, people might have. Um, who don't know me personally, who might have about the show and, and what it's all about. So I guess to begin with, I should probably start with my own uh, journey uh, in cinema. I don't actually have any um, formal education or training in uh, film analysis or interpretation or anything like that. I'm just a, a big fan of cinema. I could probably tell that anyway from the level of the, from the quality of the show. Um, just a general fan of cinema, but I've been a fan of, of, of watching movies ever since, uh, honestly, ever since I could remember. Um, people say a lot about, you know, your first memory being a lot about, um, it says a lot about who you are as a person. My very first memory in life is actually being at a McDonald's when I was three years old. And I know I was three because I was born in 1995 and the film Godzilla, the Matthew Broderick film Godzilla, um, that that came out in oh it came out in Australia at least um, in 1998. Uh, so I know I was three years old when that when that film came out because um, I remember being at this McDonald's and they must have had like the Godzilla toy it was like the toy you'd get. Do you remember? I don't know if people remember, but you you put your hand inside like the Godzilla head and press a little button and it would make that um, noise. And they, for some reason they had these at, at these two at this Dubbo McDonald's. That's when I came online. That's the moment I first realised that I was in this. I was in this uh, this, this situation. Um, so I think that there's something sort of profound about that. That is my. It was actually my first memory. Maybe I'm actually a McDonald's aficionado. Um, uh, to the truth, someone was eating corn as well. That's also part of the memory. It was a corn soup or something. Maybe that's something else that's important in my life. But anyway, I've always been interested in movies. Um, always loved going to the movies. I remember writing a. Um, film review in, in year eight for Spider-Man 3 and being really excited about getting all the DVDs for the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Always, always been into um, watching and re-watching movies and um, I, I guess everyone is, you know, throughout their life, people, no one really doesn't like movies or doesn't like television. Uh, but I, but, but in, particularly in, in my family, in our family, we're all massive movie people, especially, you know, my mum, my, my brother, my dad, of course, as well. Um, my cousins and everyone, we're, we're always talking about movies whenever it's, it's, a, it's a Christmas dinner or a lunch or a birthday. So we're all talking about the newest movies that come out. We all sort of know the actors and directors we all get really into it. And everyone sees movies that other people don't see. And we give each other recommendations and we go deep into them. And, and we all watch a, we watch a hell of a lot of movies. And so it is something that we all sort of get a lot out of, um, that we all get um, we all get a lot out of movies. And, and, and we all have a very similar experience, I think, is that we find them very therapeutic. 
Um, at least I've talked a lot. I've talked a lot about this with with uh, members of my family about how when we when we feel sad or we feel bad about something or worried about something, very often we can sort of come out of that uh, that that feeling of maybe feeling a bit anxious or uh, feeling worried about something. And, and we've definitely had that in in our life when when we've had tough times to get through. What what we did as a family was we would go to the movies and sort of check out for a little bit, or or actually maybe you know get some insights from the from the silver screen. Um, which would actually help us along. Uh, and uh, honestly, some of the most um, important cinema viewings that we have had as a family have definitely been in really tough times. Anyway, moving on to the, the podcast itself, I, I've always wanted to do a podcast about movies because I, I, if you haven't been able to tell, not only do I love watching movies, but I love talking about films and we all do in in our family and it's always been something that I've always felt like doing just because I the actual watching of the film isn't really the part I like doing Uh, I mean sometimes we'll call each other up just to talk about movies that the other one hasn't seen uh, just because we cannot help not talk about that movie maybe give each other a little um, brief synopsis about what we're talking about and and then just hope that they (laughs) come up with something interesting to talk about as well Um, and I've definitely faked myself faked my way through a lot of conversations over the years pretending that I understand what a movie's about, having not even seen it at all. So I always did want to do a podcast about movies, but um, I was very hesitant to do so um, for a long time. I mean, I do do another, um, I do do another show on the ABC. Um, it's called the Multiplex. You can listen to it on ABC Radio Canberra on on Wednesday mornings. Um, you can also you can also listen to it. Um, it is you can listen to the playback of that as well for for about a week after it after it airs. Uh, and that one's more of like a review show, and, and I never really, I never really wanted to do like a like an out and out review show of movies, like doing film um, film reviews out of five out of ten type thing. Um, because I, I, I have found to, to I have found myself to have this very strong belief about film criticism or, or criticism in general about art or anything like that. And I mean, I'm obviously not the first person to say this is obviously a very sort of quasi postmodern view of, of art and, and how to interpret art. But uh, I've always seen art to be you know an, an expression of one's emotions or expression of one's feelings. I've never really understood how you could possibly criticize that. I mean, if you if you if you want to criticize something or assess something, you you need a set of criteria. Uh, against which you must make that assessment. You can't just say, you know, um, these flowers don't smell good unless you have some kind of criteria, some rubric, um, some set of um, statements um, that you can turn to to assess against it. You know, if you say, well, you know, if it smells like a, if it smells like a rose, that means it's good. If it smells like garbage, that means it smells bad. You know, and, and ultimately, I guess we can get to other quick question, um, conversation about how arbitrary those sorts of things are. And, and I guess if you do have your own sort of set of criteria of what you think makes a good piece of art or a good film, um, that's up to you. But but. As far as I'm concerned, we don't really we don't need to assess art. That's not really the point. I mean, or if you did want to assess it some way, assess it against how it makes you feel. Does it make you feel good or bad? Or did you think about it for a long time um, after? <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Sorry, that's the go- that's the COVID. Um, you know, uh, but I've I've never said that. I I wouldn't criticize um, someone's some someone crying, or I would never criticize someone laughing at something. I mean, it's it's a natural expression of one's emotions. To me, that um, film and, and art in general, it, it, it's more about um, it being having that therapeutic quality, and rather than criticizing something for it not doing that to you, um, giving yourself more of the burden to to make it more therapeutic. Um, using it as something that can make your life better. And, and if it doesn't make your life better, then go watch another movie. It's not, it's not for you. I, I've always found it very confusing when someone really likes a movie and then someone says it's bad. 
Uh, well, if someone else liked it, then you don't really have a you don't really have a choice, or you don't really have a say in the matter. They, if they liked it, if it moved them, if it changed them in some way, well, then it did its job. Um, if you want to go to the extent of criticizing that way, so I've I've never really found it to be um, that useful to, to to rate films out of five or rate films out of ten or out of how many thumbs up it was. It more more I see the, you know how much we can get out of it for ourselves and. For a long time, I was trying to figure out how to put that to words, but then I, I, I'm a big fan of um, the, the British philosopher, or I guess you just call him a writer, or, or I'm not sure what his um, credentials really should be best put, but um, um, the, the, the British philosopher Alain de Botton, he wrote a book, <coughs> read a couple of his books, but Read a, he wrote, wrote a book with um with a man named John, John Armstrong, and he actually called it art as therapy. And I think there's a there's a line or there's a there's a paragraph in that book. It's at the beginning of the book that I think if you replace all the words, all the uses of the word art, with the word cinema, I think it best explains what this show is really getting at. And so I'm going to read out this this paragraph from the book, but I'm going to replace every time he uses the word art with um with the word cinema, and then I think that'll give you a good idea of but what what's what's sort of the, the the origin, what the point of the show is all about. What if cinema has a purpose that can be defined and discussed in plain terms? Cinema can be a tool, and we need to focus more clearly on what kind of tool it is, and what good it can do for us. Like other tools, cinema has the power to extend our capacities beyond those that nature has originally endowed us with. Cinema compensates us for certain inborn weaknesses, in this case of the mind rather than the body, weaknesses that we can refer to as psychological frailties. This book proposes that cinema is a therapeutic medium that can help guide, exhort and console its viewers, enabling them to become better versions of themselves. So, from reading that, uh, and, and 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 speaking about sacred cinema um, as as if it is sort of you know somewhat inspired by by that, those ideas, basically, what we want to do with this show is, is is I mean, I've I've found in my life that by by looking into the insights that cinema can provide us with, uh, that, that has made my life better, has made my, made me more emotionally stable, uh, more capable of dealing with difficult circumstances, and I, I suppose that's the same for art more broadly. So, part of why we, well, the main reason why we do this show is is to express um, express some of these inner lessons or these inner insights that that films um, can provide if you look to them if you, if you try and pull those things out yourself maybe um, maybe they're pretty self evident for some films but maybe you have to do go digging in because whenever I've done that I found it to be very beneficial for myself so I, if if I can help someone do that for themselves that's that's the point of the show I, I've I'd never I never mean to. Um, imply or assert that, that the way I I interpret these films is the only way, is the objective way to interpret them, but rather I, I kind of look to the aspects of them that make my life better and hopefully um, that does the same um, for, for you listening to the show. If, if there is another interpretation to a film, um, that, that if you interpret a film differently to the way that I interpret one, that, that's completely fine. In fact, I encourage um, people to interpret films differently and, and let me know how, how, um, how they've interpreted them differently. And and, and and I mean, and in saying that, I guess what the ultimate goal of the film is is to encourage people just to go and see the films I talk about, or at least to to go and see other films, and to maybe be a little bit more proactive or a little bit active um, when they do go to the cinema and sit down and, and and watch the films that they that they choose to watch. Thank you so much for uh, listening to this week's very brief and very odd episode of Sacred Cinema. We'll be, we'll be back with a normal episode next week. Um, but until next time, check me out on all the major you know, social media platforms. Um, you can search for Sacred Cinema with Jimmy Berners-Gunning on Facebook or, or you can find me 
on Instagram just by searching Timmy Berners-Coney. But wishing you all a very happy and healthy week, and uh, we'll talk. We'll talk again very, very soon. Cheers.